Welcome to Closer to Christ, the sermon podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and The Bridge in Muskego, Wisconsin. You can learn more about our ministries at stpaulmuskego.org. And now for this week's message. What a great day, a great time for us to be together as we wrap up this sermon series. He gets us. Jesus gets us, all of us. And the question is, do we get him? Can we love as he loves this day? We're looking at our gospel reading for today, Mark 2, verses 13 through 17, words on the screen. Once again, Jesus went out beside the lake. This is the Sea of Galilee, northern Israel. A large crowd came to him, and he began to teach them. As he walked along, he saw Levi, son of Alphaeus, sitting at the collector's booth, the tax collector's booth. Follow me, Jesus told him. And Levi got up and followed him. While Jesus was having dinner at Levi's house, many tax collectors and sinners were eating with him and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. When the teachers of the law, who were Pharisees, saw him eating with the sinners and the tax collectors, they asked his disciples, why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said to them, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. This is the word of our God. Dear friends in Christ Jesus, what kind of people might we keep at arm's length in our lives and in our hearts? Not having true concern for them or thought for them. Maybe it's the woman who's standing on the street corner at 11 p.m. at night as you are leaving Five Serve Forum in downtown Milwaukee. Maybe it's the homeless man whose bottle of Jack Daniels is sticking out of his life's possessions in his grocery cart under that underpass as you are heading in to the Brewer game. Maybe it's the kid whose skin color is different than yours or whose accent gives her away. Maybe it's the young man who's obviously high on something as he's walking down a street in Muskego. Or maybe it's the middle-aged man walking down a street at State Fair, hand-in-hand with his partner, but it's not exactly what you expected. What does it mean that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son? Does that promise, that beautiful promise of God, at all imply that that God is holding any of us at arm's length because we are not good enough, beautiful enough for him to love us? Did Jesus only die for the better people? And I hope that I'm one of them. (laughs) Thank you, Rachel. Or, or is Jesus holy? And therefore his love is perfect. And he promised that he would die for the sins of the world, and so he did. 
Jesus demonstrated his love by dying for sinners, and that's all of us, all of us. Jesus' love is unconditional. Is ours? Jesus said, love one another as I have loved you. That's his command. You know, a day in the life of the family of God when Jesus walked the earth, that would have been a privilege and a challenge. You see, the things we would have learned firsthand from our Jesus. And today, he is the friend of sinners, and, and Jesus is taking us on a field trip today to see how amazing is his love, his kind of love, a hands-on experience to take to heart. You see, every day when Jesus walked the earth was a field trip for his disciples. They didn't get on buses, they didn't even get on camels, they got on their feet and they walked. But every day was a field trip for them. And I would have geeked out about those field trips. They would have been so cool. You see, the divine lived in Jesus, and he demonstrated that by turning water into wine in front of his disciples. And then he had to teach them that not only did the divine live in him, that he himself is divine, he himself is God. And so there was a time where he's standing in a boat on the Sea of Galilee, and he just speaks to the winds and waves, be calm, and they are calm. And he doesn't pray to God in heaven, he just speaks, because guess what? He's God. What a great field trip. And then there came that day when Jesus needed to demonstrate to his disciples and to the world in the weeks leading up to his own suffering and death that he himself had the power over the grave and over death. And so he allowed his best friend, one of his best friends, Lazarus, to die. Deliberately stayed away four more days so that Lazarus would die so that Jesus could raise him to life. And prepare his disciples for the greatest field trip of all. To his cross. To his tomb. To the empty tomb. And to the room, behold my hands and my feet and my side. To show how much he loved the world. Now today our sermon text takes us on a field trip again. A day in the life of the divine. But today not so much about Jesus' power and might and glory, but a lesson in his love and how big is his love. We read this. Once again, Jesus went out beside the lake. A large crowd came to him and he began to teach them. As he walked along, he saw Levi, son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax collector's booth, Follow me, Jesus told him. And Levi got up and followed him. You know, what strikes me first, or what struck me first in preparing for this, is not the bigness of God's love, of Jesus' love, but the focus of his love. Jesus knows the individual. He knows our deeds and our hearts, and he loves us still. Levi, son of Alphaeus. This is not just any old Levi. This is the Le- Levi, the son of Alphaeus. You and I know him best as Matthew, the disciple of Jesus Christ. 
But this is Levi, son of Alphaeus. You see, Jesus had a calendar appointment with him on this day. As surely as if he had Google Calendar on his phone and it beeped at him and said, Oh yeah, i got to go for a walk and meet my new best friend, Levi. And off he goes to meet his friend, Levi. Now Jesus' choice of a new friend was a surprising one to the Pharisees. The Pharisees were ones who liked to keep themselves separate from from the things and and the, the kind of people that would make us unclean. And so in their minds and hearts, Levi was unclean. You see, he was a tax collector. A Jew who worked for the Gentiles. And his reputation as a tax collector went ahead of him, one of those who extorts money from his own people while collecting tax for the Romans and then lining his pockets with his own wealth off the back of his fellow Jews with the swords and the spears of Roman soldiers backing his paycheck. And so the Jews and the Pharisees tended to hate tax collectors. Levi was a pariah, an outcast. He would be one of those that was excommunicated from the synagogue, the church of the day, by these very Pharisees. So why this field trip on this day, and why this field trip on this day for us? Jesus wants us to know how great is his love for the individual, any and all of us, enough to walk into our lives and invite us to follow him. So Jesus wanted Levi in the family of God, and he came to make that publicly known. Dear friends, Jesus knows each of us individually, doesn't he? He knows our names, son of, daughter of. He knows our deeds, he knows our hearts, he knows our thoughts, he knows our sin, even when the world has not yet caught on. The man whose wife has caught him looking at sinful images online, and the man who is still hiding his sin in the darkness of his cell phone. Follow me, he speaks into our lives. Jesus knows the woman caught in her sin of alcohol abuse by by the spinning lights and and the whir of sirens, but he also knows the woman whose time will come as she pours her fifth glass of wine early in the evening. Follow me, he speaks into our lives. Jesus knows the the, the hate-filled spirit of the man who's plastered the back of his car with all the bumper stickers he can think of yelling at the world, but he also knows the man whose hatred is kept secret. And as he sits in judgment on all those sinners out there, forgetting that he is one, to whom Jesus says, too, follow me, he speaks into our lives. Dear friends, in spite of what my dear friend Rachel over to my right said, am I holier than you? Am I holier than my neighbor? How great is the love God has for me and all the me's among us. 
For God so loves the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. But the gift of God's Son to the world just mystified these Pharisees. You see, Jesus did not fit their mold of what a rabbi should look like or what the the proposed Messiah sent from God would look like. And so they came at the disciples. They said, why, 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 why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? People so unlike God and so unlike us. Well, the answer because Jesus always led in his journeying and his speaking with the message of sin and forgiveness. Always. Your sin is killing you, he told his fellow Jews. Your sin is destroying this life and it's destroyed eternal life. But I have come that you may have life and have it to the full, he taught. And so when a sinner... Here's that message of hope from Jesus and of forgiveness. I'll back that up a second. When, Jesus, when a sinner hears that message of hope and forgiveness from Jesus and may ask for more information, guess what? Jesus just might come over for dinner and sit and chat with you. You know, later on, one of Jesus' apostles would write this In Galatians 6, a man reaps what he sows. The one who sows to please the flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. The one who sows to please the Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life. As surely as the farmer sows his crop, fully anticipating that one day he will harvest from that crop, so certainly we will reap what we sow, God promises us. And if we sow to please our sinful nature, we are guaranteed to harvest pain and suffering and destruction. And that is something Jesus cares about. That is an individual Jesus cares about. And Jesus loves the individual. He walks into all of our lives without discriminating. And he says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened by sin, and I will give you rest. What does that mean? Well, if you ask the question, Jesus just might find out a way to invite himself over for dinner. And when he comes, he's going to lead with the cross and teach us about his suffering and his death and his resurrection to life for the sin of the world and the salvation of sinners. Now, unfortunately, the Pharisees weren't having any of this savior from sin Messiah guy. They failed, they loved to look around themselves in life and see how bad y'all are, but they failed to look up. And remember how holy God is, perfect, without sin. And they were smug in their sense of spiritual healthiness. We don't need a doctor, 
they said, and especially this one, this man who hangs around with, with, with people like that, tax collectors and sinners. But Jesus works with all of us where we are at, and so he worked with them. Jesus loved them with a message of hope, hoping that one day when they realized that they were afraid to face the judgment of God, when they were worried about their sin, that they might remember what he said on this field trip day for his disciples. It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. The day you are afraid to face the judgment of God, the day you finally realize that your sins are a problem with my Father in heaven, Jesus says, remember that I said these words. And remember that those words are always for you. But at that moment, the Pharisees weren't having anything to do with this Savior from sin, Messiah. But that didn't stop Jesus from loving them. Because sin is real. Death is real. And God's love, if we can say this, is more real. Jesus persisted in his message and in his mission. That God had sent his son to die for the sins of the world. And so Jesus shouldered our sins. He walked with them to his cross. He died his death for us. He entered his grave ahead of us and he came out of out of death to life ahead of us that we might have life. And then he sent his church, the family of God, to carry that message in love to sinners. That is our privilege. That is our joy. Adam, you can come up. That is our joy. Dear friends, as we ponder all of this, ask yourself, could anyone walk through the back doors of this space into God's space today and we would be glad? Could anyone walk through the back doors of this space, God's place today, and we would not turn away either physically or in our hearts? Or are there some people in our lives who need to get right before I could love them? Think about it. You and I weren't right. If we're honest by ourselves, we aren't right. But Jesus took all that was wrong with us, all that is wrong with us, and he took it to the cross and he made it right. He made it right for you and me, and he gave us life through the forgiveness of sins, and he gave us a message to share with the world. You believe in him, and he will forgive you. He forgave me. And together we will have life. 
Dear friends, Jesus is the friend of sinners. And that's a family thing. If you've been filling in blanks on the back of the worship folder, how are you going to fill in the last one? Blank, friend of sinners. I can only fill it in for me with a prayer. Lord, make my life be all about Nathan, a friend of sinners. Because it's a family thing. You got me, and you love me, and you died for me. You are my friend. Thanks for making me your friend. And now make me a friend to the world, to sinners just like me. Dear Lord Jesus, we come before you today with thanksgiving and praise because of your great love. Your great love that is so focused on all the me's in the room today. You know the me. You know me. You know my sin. You know my thoughts. You know my heart. You know my deeds. Yet in love, you came and died for me. And all the me's in the room, we thank you for that. You have given us faith in your heart to trust that you died for me. For the forgiveness of my sins. And that I have eternal life in you because of what you did. And that I can live with you every day in the peace of forgiveness. And when I sin, you forgive me all over again. And you, and you strengthen me to live my life for you. Thank you for being the God who makes me not afraid of my God. Thank you for being the Savior who makes me know I can live every day at peace. But today, thank you for taking us on this field trip for life that we will begin to look at every person out there around us that we ever see as a blood-bought soul and then help us figure out what love looks like from you through us to them. Maybe it's a prayer. Maybe it's a handout. Maybe it's a hug. But most importantly, help us to remember to lead as you led with the amazing love of our God who forgives us our sin because it's real, who rose from the dead because death is real, but so is the resurrection to life. Help us to figure out how to love like you do, that people don't need to get right before I love them. I just love them and figure out what that looks like, what that sounds like. Help us always remember that every soul is precious to you and that you are the friend of all people and you are the friend of sinners. Help us to have that depth of love. Help us to be a friend of all and then help us lead with the truth about your love as the Savior of the world. Lord, we could pray at length like this about so many more people. There's so much hurt. We ask you to wrap your arms of blessing around the people of this world, and may you use us to do so. And as we do this, pray these things, Lord, and think about all the things we could pray about, we gather all of our thoughts together with the words that your son Jesus taught us to pray, the prayer of our Lord. And I'd ask you to stand for the Lord's prayer and for our blessing and closing song. We speak together words on the screen. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, 
your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. And now receive with believing hearts the blessing of the God who loves you, the God who loves me. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with his favor and give you his peace. And together the people of God say, Amen. Thanks for joining us on the Closer to Christ Sermon Podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and The Bridge in Muskego, Wisconsin. Closer to Christ Podcasts are from our current sermon series and are released every Monday morning. For live stream services and other ministry information, please visit us online at stpaulmuskego.org.